Hey guys, it's Amon and Christina from Our Rich Journey. And you are listening to the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're recording a day earlier than our usually uh, scheduled recording day, but that's all right. You know, it's it's it's, it's a beautiful day. It's a it's always a great time to chop it up with you, Shy. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Shy. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, you know, hearing the news about uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and him signing. Um, quarter billion dollar deal it got me wishing we had a little deal <laughs> coming down the pike we've been doing this a long a little while shy you know what i mean but you know what this is a labor of love this is, that's what i like to call this a labor of love uh but we're not blocking no blessings so spotify if you're listening holla at marcus and shire marcus you are so we, we, funny we here for you <laughs> <laughs> what you think about that shy what do you think about people getting paid that much to talk about anything just any and everything what do you think about that I think that that's that's good for them. You know, I'm not sure who uh, that person is. So sorry to this man. But it sounds like they have an incredible podcast that maybe I should check out. Shia, you're one of the two people in the world who don't know who Joe Rogan is. I'm I'm he's, in a box. Yeah, he's the biggest podcaster in the world. But he doesn't he doesn't really have a topic. He just talks about everything. You know, he's had Neil deGrasse that guy you like that scientist guy he's had him on anyway this is podcasting and we're gonna move on to our topic here soon but podcasting has become this big thing we were talking about this in the car there was a moment there when everybody's like yo man if you have a podcast man that's great because we're all gonna something as big is gonna happen to everyone in this space so you just gotta be just just keep keep doing it stay consistent this and that and then i feel like they gave money to a few people and that was that. <laughs> but like I said on the front end, this is like a labor of love. You know what I'm saying? This is like something we know. We we would just be talking anyway. We talk all the time. Why not let other people hear what we talk about? <laughs> okay. I mean, I can think of some reasons. But... <laughs> well, Shire, let's just go ahead and have a great pod today. Uh, we got some interesting topics of, of very interesting one I'm going to bring up at the end. 
But you found something that I think is very, very interesting because as we transition, as our listeners transition with us, we're growing, we're gaining, we're, you know, becoming smarter financially and we're moving up class levels perhaps, right? So let's talk about some markers. How do we know that we've moved from the lower class to lower middle to middle to, hey, I'm sure we got some high rollers out there too now. So <laughs> you might be in the upper class, but how do we know, Char? How do we know? I mean, that's good. Um, so we came across this article and we're actually going to go through it together. And so it was from Finance Buzz. It says, if any of these 11 things describes you, You've climbed beyond middle class. Okay. And beyond so, middle class. Okay. Beyond. So I don't know if we're in, right, we're beyond. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I think it'll be interesting to just go through yeah, let's, let's these 11 things to see where we think we possibly land. Yes. One thing about middle class is I've always thought I was middle class. Even, even when growing I was, up. Yeah. Like even when I was like not middle class, yes. I just felt like I was middle class. So, um, this would be really interesting. So let's see. Yeah. It feels, it's always felt like middle class was, uh, any, like if I, if long as I'm not unhoused, I felt like I was middle class. Cause like, I have a home, I have shelter, this, this, and that. Very naive as a kid to think that. Though. Well, what do you think about it now? Now, I think you could be lower class and still be, un, and still live in a home. And so you think it's homeless or middle class? That's what I did as a kid. Okay. Yeah, but I've kind of, you know, smartened up a little bit on that and that one. But, yeah. I mean, I think a middle class is like, you know, you got the house or the white picket white fence. White picket fence, 2.5 2. kids. 2.5 children. You might even have a dog. Have a I mean, dog. we don't have no animals, but you yeah. might even have a dog. You know, yeah. you could take, you know, a nice vacation each year. Yes. Like, I think that's part of the cliche little something in savings or am I doing is that is that middle too class. much no you have a little bit of savings okay. you're, you're middle class you have savings yeah uh, what are those uh, little uh, <laughs> things uh they've been doing on Instagram yes uh the I'm middle know. class of course I such and such and such, and such. yeah those are funny I don't know who came <laughs> up with those but. okay so the first indicator that you might be moving beyond the middle class is that your income is rising fast Okay, so that's the Ooh, word. Your income is rising fast. You may have asked for a pay raise or a bonus this year and actually received it. Perhaps you're simply moving up pay grades faster than expected. Mm. A rising income okay. can be a sign that you're on your way to making more cash and might not have to worry so much about checking every little expenditure just to keep um, up with your budget and habits. Okay, let's pause there real quick. I like okay. this much. This is going to be good. This is going to be a good podcast. I feel like I felt that way a few times, right? In your life. In my life. Like where, man, I ain't really got a penny pinch. Like, I'm, we, we, we good. I, I got a little couple of dollars coming in in this, you know, here that I never expected, right? It's growing. And there's been years where it's like, yeah, we need to go on and look, take a look at this budget and make sure we still <laughs> locked in because it's getting tight. So... I feel like I felt both both of those, like an ebb and flow there. But, and this will be a whole nother podcast later, I'm sure. Shire, you've recently been blessed to, with a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of an increase, you know what I'm saying? So, that kind of count. That's kind of what they're saying. You know, your money well, is growing. Well, I think it's not just like, oh, what has happened in your life recently, but thinking about your career trajectory. There we go. And, you know, 
on are you on an upward trajectory mm-hmm. i think that you know you're gonna hit your top earning years you know late 30s into your 40s right, you know right. usually there's your highest earning years right. of course you get into your 50s for many people those are their highest earning years mm-hmm. and they're gearing up for retirement so maybe folks are sometimes wanting to work less yes um but your income rising fast yeah i think you just have to look look over your life and mm-hmm. and see but i think um there have been times where you have like special projects that you're working yes. on yes and which have been really great for mm-hmm. us financially. And so you, we have these, these ebbs yes. and flow. That's true. Now is my income rising fast. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. What's the next one? <laughs> exactly. Like fast <laughs> means like I'm looking for another move. Right. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. So that's, that's a good one. Next one. Yeah. So this next one is very interesting and it, I'm actually surprised to see it. It says that you aren't worried about health, about healthcare costs. Um, the note here says that healthcare costs can be a major expense, even for copays and mm. pre- and prescriptions that can add up quickly. So healthcare, I'm not worried about it now. I've never been worried about healthcare, really. Yeah. Because we've always had healthcare coverage, and then I've always just felt healthy, or felt like my family was fairly healthy. So it's like no one has like a long pre-existing like condition something that something. requires yeah. Regular doctor visits or prescriptions. So, yeah. if someone is dealing with like maybe a chronic illness, it could be a chronic, different ex- that's the word. like different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so good health, that's that's great. Yeah. Um, but I think that even if you're not worried about healthcare costs, it is something that I do think about for retirement. You think about it for retirement a lot. Yeah, yeah. I do, and it even, you know, um. No, like I I did change jobs recently and I went from a job that had um you know a pension yes. and there are some you would receive help with yeah. your health care costs when you retire versus you know jumping sectors of course the income is different it's mm-hmm. more but then some of those longer term benefits aren't there so That's I I do think about that a lot yeah but I'm not worried and if it's just like present day Present day feels cool. I feel okay. Present day, like when the kids need something, braces, uh, you know, uh, glasses. I don't feel like man, it's gonna hit. I feel like oh yeah, we we good, we good. Dental work, you know what I mean? Okay, so the next one is interesting. There's a dollar amount on here, and I actually wasn't expecting to see that in the slideshow because it is like a slideshow format. It says you make more than a hundred and thirty thousand a year. It says you may have reached the maximum of the range for middle class income if you're making more than 130000 a year. Hmm. Um, however, one major factor is the cost of living in your area. While you may be making more than 130000 a year, it's also important to consider how much it costs to live in a particular area. Yes. So that is very interesting to see yes. that they have that as a benchmark. I know before we started, because I knew we were going to be talking about middle class, I did look at another article on Yahoo Finance that had, it's called um, What Income is Considered Middle Class in mm-hmm. 2024? And that particular article gave a range between 50000 and 150000 okay. And of course, um, they also mentioned where you live. Where you live is big matters you know so 
Um, and then also it talks about um, data from the U.S. Census uh, sites that the average salary is just under 75000 which I think that's surprising to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, that's pretty high. Oh, you know what? Well, it's not by like race or ethnicity, but this, it's this, just this is it's what average, say. and it, it's not median, but it is average. That's so where I was going looking at. Looking at the person making the most, that, less, and you I know. think with finance, finance is one of the few things, especially uh, when it comes to like income, mm-hmm. is so broad that it the median is the best way to measure. Better than average because you have yeah. literally people making because you have gazillionaires and people ain't making zero dollars. Exactly. Let's take out those outliers. Yeah. And see where we end So up. median is probably better. But okay. But but I will go with that. But um, do you think that, you know, if a person's making one hundred and thirty thousand that they're climbing beyond the middle class? I would think so. I think by the letter of the law, yes. Yeah, and it's, we're talking about household here, Shire, right? Or are we talking no. about individual? Oh yeah, if you're in the one thirties, you definitely, you definitely, and then you but know, maybe it could be household. But if you're household income, obviously you're still in that income range that I just described from uh, the other article. Yes, I think you're definitely climbing out of the the middle class. Uh, uh, like you said, a key factor is where you live. Another key factor are, are your expenses, man. Like you could be making one thirty, but living a Spending one forty a year, you know what I'm saying, or spend, mm. spending one twenty a year to to let to, to maintain your lifestyle. So at that point, are you still in the move coming out of middle class? I think if you're going just based on input, like what I receive, what my income is, then one thirty feels like you've, you've climbed beyond. You've climbed beyond the great beyond. Yes. Okay. The next one is you enjoy dining out as much as you want. That's the next one. And I just want to ask, I just want Marcus to tell the listeners what is in his hand right now. The one and only Starbucks refresher. (laughs) Boy, I've been sipping on this thing. This thing is so good, y'all. This ain't nothing but no Kool-Aid. Somebody uh, write Marcus and let him know that the Starbucks refresher is literally strawberry Kool-Aid. With maybe some grape juice and it, some dry strawberries. I will agree. If I can you, make that at home. I will agree. If you get the lemonade, it is very close to a sugary Kool-Aid type drink. Okay, but I don't. But I get just add water. So it's it's a refresher. That just cheapens it even more. <laughs> Y'all, I've been drinking this. Shire hooked me up with this thing. How many years ago? Maybe four years, five years? Maybe five years ago. Maybe. I was like, Shire was going to Starbucks. It was mad trendy. And I was like, I mean, I want to go, but I don't like coffee. She was like, oh, yeah, they got this other drink called a refresher. I think you might like that. Y'all, I've had a refresher every day I since. know, but I didn't introduce <laughs> you to it for you to have it all the time. But I think this speaks to when you're moving up. Like, I want this. This helps me go about my day, makes me feel better to go about the day. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be looking at how much I'm spending on this. Like. And I think when you're going creeping up in the middle class, the same may apply to food. When I want it, I'll get it. <laughs> okay. I think that's what how people middle class want to feel and maybe feel when it comes to eating out. Whereas if you're not there, you're literally like, nah, we're going to eat at home today, man. We need to cut back. We need to save some money. You know what I mean? It's like almost like you're forced to eat at home as opposed to 
you're deciding to eat at home. Yeah, I mean, even in that example, I think that, well, I feel I feel that we handle our responsibilities, and if there's extra, then we do those yes. things. Yes, so we, we have entertainment separate I'm already and apart. making sure that my, you know, I'm contributing to my 401k, mm-hmm. so it's like paying yourself before you get your check. Yes, we're doing and, all the responsible things. Yeah, so I've, if I'm doing the responsible things... And I have extra, yeah. then I don't mind. Yes, yes. You know, going to Starbucks, you know, occasionally. But I do make coffee at home. But I also go to Starbucks too, Thank you know. You. Um, but anywho, this is not about, we were talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now the next one, I don't know if I'm quite there yet. Okay. And so this one is, you don't worry about vacation prices. Nah, we ain't there yet. Now, you might be worried about trying to find the best time to take off from work or coordinate with others um, to decide when you can take off. But you know you're reaching above the middle class and you're not so worried about the cost of your trip or you don't feel as prohibited from going many places due to budget constraints. I don't I'm not there. I'm just letting you know. We're not there. We have crossed over to. Hawaii. You know? Oh yes, that was like the gold that standard. Was, yeah, that like, was that, that was a big step. We haven't done the travel ab- abroad thing yet, but I'm still looking at. I'm trying to get the best deal. Still, I'm not to the point where I'm like, <laughs> I don't look, swipe the card, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking for deals, but at the same time, if I'm traveling, I'm not necessarily getting the cheapest place. I have to get the places going to. Like, if we're traveling with the kids, then those, you know, they're just different considerations. But here's the here here's the deal breaker for us. This is how you know we're not we're not checking this box. We ain't flying first class. Most people. Oh, for no. <laughs> most people first be class, like, we gonna that? fly first class. We like, Mm-mm, just get us on the plane. <laughs> yeah, we just want our seats to be like together, together, somewhat. You know. So, okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's, that's we almost there. We gonna get there. We gonna get there one day. One day. Um, the next one is you don't carry any debt. And so the note okay. here is that debt can be a big issue holding you back financially with things like a car loan, student loan, mortgage, or credit card debt. Um, it can be liberating to crush your debt completely, or, you know, you can easily make your monthly payments. Um, okay, I don't know where they're going. But anywho, the big deal is I love this. you don't carry any debt. I love this, Shire, because... I feel like while maybe, and we'll decide how many boxes did we check, are we technically middle class? Oh, I think we're middle class. This is, have you climbed beyond? Are we climbing beyond? You have a climb beyond feel when when you don't have debt. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right? So you might not be making the 130 income. You might not be able to do all the vacations and some of these other things, but it feels like you're living in a world where you're beyond the middle class simply because you've taken away the debt. See, cause a lot of high earners, like I said earlier, may have debt. So the, the area between what they earn and what they spend may be the same as someone making significantly less. If that person making significantly less doesn't have the debt there. So I like, I like this one. I like this one because you know, Yes, it probably isn't indicative of someone who's smart with their money. And if you're smart with their money, you're probably trending towards trending out of middle class and going higher. Yeah, but this is very interesting because I think that there are some career paths 
I'm thinking like white collar career paths where you have very high income and you still have a student loan debt, debt. but, but, but you are living beyond middle class and you can comfortably afford to pay your bills. And then another thing, they did mention a mortgage on here. Like most people are, I don't look at a mortgage like regular consumer debt. It's just, it's just not the same in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but generally speaking, I do agree. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay. You don't worry about small purchases. So the small purchases might include clothing mm-hmm. or that coffee. I mean, I like would you one. consider that to be coffee that you have over there? Yeah. The pink drink. <laughs> yeah. I like this um, one. You don't worry about small purchases. You know what I was telling you, Shire? Like when we were having a really, it was like I, one of those projects that you that I was having it really ballooned us for a year and built, gave us some extra debt for a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, you know, what just feels good. It's just being able to just get gas when I need it. Mm-hmm. Pump to get, pump that joker, put that joker on and get in your car and just get on your phone or whatever. Technically you ain't supposed to have your phone. So <laughs> Lord, Lord, forgive me, but you know, just get in your car and you ain't looking at that meter. That thing just fill up. Clink, the thing clicks. It's full. You put it back on the right. hook and drive off. You're not that, staring back at yeah, it. Yeah, man. That was good. I like that. And I still have, you know, that started a few years back, but it's been, we, I've still been able to have that feeling like where I'm not penny pinching on gas or things that you need. Things that like, I need gas. I need, you know, these small purchases that I think that they're uh, talking about. It's a good feeling. Do you, do you feel that way? Do you feel like you don't think about small purchases or, or what you think, man? I think that I still hold some restraint because it can be a small purchase, but have a big price. And so that's what. Yes. So if it's a small purchase, but it has a big price, then Mm. sometimes I try to like pace myself or think, do I really need this? Or, right. you know, maybe my savings account ain't looking that good (laughs) right now. So maybe I should just wait a little bit longer. I don't know. I, I mean, small purchases don't don't bother me they don't stress you but i still need to have a little bit of restraint so i feel like going through that debt-free journey it's just natural it's, for us it's now. so no no i'm 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 like we did we did that for so long yes that now it's kind of like i don't i want to be free <laughs> like, okay 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 I feel but you. at the same time just you know having some some restraint some restraint um, you don't want to go overboard. I'll give you a great example. When I was at the uh, music conference the other weekend, last weekend, and I'm like, yo, Shire, I'm thinking about the DJs got to me. They sold me. I let a guy, salesman, hey, yeah, this, it could do this, it could do this. I'm like, yo, Shire, I think I'm going to get some DJ equipment. It was like 100 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. And he was like, yeah, that's all good. You know, yeah, do, yeah, do your thing. Can you fit it in your luggage? You know, come back. I was like, yeah, I can fit it. Man, I went the next couple of day or next couple of hours. I'm like, nah, man, I don't need this. I mean, I still don't know why you didn't get it because I didn't need it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like it was in me to just like you said, have restraint. It wouldn't have broke me. It wasn't. We had more plenty enough to get it, but I was just like, nah, man, I could because you know it was just like I had that restraint built in me since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, debt free journey. So I'm like, nah, I couldn't even. I didn't do it. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I I think that is a good indicator. Though I like this one. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't worry about small purchases. Yeah. Um, 
You buy the brand names. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm still not like this. I'm still not like this. What about you, Shire? Are you? Bra- well, I'm purposely looking for the generic equivalent on almost everything, except shoes. Okay. Well, <laughs> they do mention clothes and shoes, but they also mention like groceries. Yeah, I'm going generic on groceries. I'm not gonna lie. Um, sometimes I will buy something. I'm not going to always get the cheapest thing. Okay. Like, for example, oh, this is so bougie of me. I started buying tomatoes, like dice. Like, if I need diced tomatoes, I'll get it in a carton. <laughs> like, the one that's in a carton. <laughs> like, it says, like, it's from Italy, and it's Wait, in a carton. what? Yes. Oh, that little carton you got. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't even want to tell you the price for those t- tomatoes. <laughs> if you don't get the Del-, Del Monte like we used but to. But I, sometimes the tomatoes in a can tastes like it they tastes were like stored can. in a can. Yeah, it tastes like can. So I'm willing to pay mm-hmm. $2 or maybe $3 <laughs> more Man. to get more tomatoes in a carton that don't taste like that. Yes. Um. So, so sometimes I do splurge. I mean, when it comes... I, I don't know. I, I feel that if you invest in quality, quality. pieces, they will last longer. But I don't buy like high end name brand. Like if it yes. comes to clothes, you're definitely not in. You're not into labels, sure. But I am, especially as I get older, I am wanting to buy more, more. higher quality. Yeah. Clothing, mostly yeah. for work. We've never been designer people though. We don't do like all that LV. No. You know. I don't know. Yeah. So but, maybe we do this in moderation. In moderation. But you know what? One thing we've never been as well, Shire, we've never been water snobs. Oh, I don't drink Arrowhead. Or I only drink this no, alkaline. Like, no, no, and no, that's no. That. Arrowhead don't taste good to me, though. Man, give me some. As long as it's cold, <laughs> I'll drink it. No, no, it. no. It's Aquafina. I don't like Aquafina. Yeah, Aquafina kind of take out a little taste. <laughs> but I can't really taste the difference. I'm not going to lie, man. Well, I... I can't taste the difference. Honest, oh, we were talking about water, but I'm going... I, we drink a lot of bottled water in this household, and yeah. I'm going to transition away from that. That's We've my been goal. That for about two no, years. but there's just some studies. I'm not a scientist, mm-hmm. but there's just some studies that's just yeah, not I'm with the it. best um, to drink out of the plastic bottle all the time. Yeah. But anyway, but yes. Okay, so the next one is you're not worried about financial downturns. I don't know how I feel about that one. You're not worried about a financial downturn? This is going to sound crazy, and you're going to yell, Marcus, after I'm done saying this, because I know you. I'm waiting for the next one. I'm waiting for the market to go down again, because I'm going to be lit. You see, 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 I'm going to buy, keep buying when it's down. Like, I'm going to keep buying. So then when it goes up again, it's going to be lit, Shire. I'm looking for another dip. 2022 was a pretty good dip, and we bought at the same rate in 2022 as we do any other year, and we're seeing the effects of it two years later. And you know what effects I'm talking about, but we ain't going to tell everybody about business. But I just, I'm waiting for the next one. I, they don't worry me. Let's, let me say that. I'm not worried about a downturn. You cannot be downturn. You're now, not layoffs very is different. worried about, okay. Layoffs are different. Those always scare me. But, I'm trusting God when it comes to those. But you're not trusting God on the... 
Let me tell y'all something. Me and Marcus, we have different money personalities. Yes. Marcus is a risk taker. Yeah, and I am yeah. very like risk averse and I'm conservative in many ways. So what you just heard from him is the risk taker part Coming of out. his personality. <laughs> and I think that you're not very worried about financial downturns. Sure, you're not worried because you're still relatively young and you have quite a few working years ahead of you right however if you were nearing retirement a financial downturn would be devastating so it's not you know it's not the same but it but you're not worried now so i'll give you that one okay okay (laughs) fair enough okay uh we're almost to the end here um this one says you put your bills on auto pay man we've been doing that for a minute so you have. Ooh, that's a good feeling, Shaq. Because remember, we, yeah. we, we used to be scared to do that now. Oh, yeah. You pull at the wrong time. Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I haven't really even noticed that, like, the auto pay is kind of a flex. It's like, yeah, I oh, got wow. it. Or maybe not even I got it, but I've budgeted for it. I'm good. And so, yeah, that's a good little indicator right there. What you think? I mean, I definitely think it's an indicator. It's a time saver. Um, yeah, it's convenient. It's about how you have your finances organized. Like, we don't just have one checking account. Like, we have several different accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we have our bills on auto pay. Yeah. So, I think that's that's good. Yeah. That okay. Good. The next one is your saving for college. Actually, I think this might actually be the last one. Let's talk about this one. Okay, so it says you may no longer be middle class if you're thinking about the best ways to save money for your kids' college education. Okay. So we just talked about this recently. And we did. I, and Look at me. We did. What did we say? Well, I was listening to a former professional football player, Hall of Fame player, and turned media mogul, Shannon Sharp. And he was talking about how his kids, he promised the kids, college that's all i got for you the rest is you know you'll get with my passing of course your inheritance but as far as what you get while i'm alive is college and i was like that's solid right there i i I agree like that's the least we could do as parents and that's pretty much where the max we should do as parents that's the max we should do as parents well i mean if you want to do more cool but marcus you're not okay what i'm saying is is that's a fair deal pay for your kids college so that they can come out Debt free, right? Yeah. That's more than the generations past did. But anyway. Yeah. So with that, with our kids, do we have college funds? We have custodial accounts that we are building slowly for them. But my thought on college is I know how to get them through college and we're going to cash flow that. Right. So mine is more of an active, uh, an active way to get them through. But maybe we should think about putting away. But I'm like, you know what? Nope. The money I'm earning now, I'm going to put away for us in retirement and investing. And then with plans to cash flow and maybe scale back the investing while they're in school to help cash flow them through college. What do you think about this? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Try looking at me like, but that's really Um, what we're doing right now. Or that's what we've. Yeah, but that's not my. That's not... Um, you want us to have something stored up for them? Yeah. I mean, I think we've done, like, lump sum. 
but I mm-hmm. think um, mm-hmm. we could be a little bit more consistent. More consistent. And, um, and not, not to mention we got real estate. If I, worst comes to worst, if I need to liquidate a home or something or for pull them. pull money out. Pull money out. The college is going to be taken care of. That's kind of how I look at college. You but go ahead, go ahead. You look at it like any by any means necessary. Yeah. yeah. They ain't going to pay for college. Just is that simple. That's definitely the goal. But yeah. the key here is you're actively saving. Actively saving. I'm not college. there. I'm not there. Well, we've done a little bit, but I think <laughs> yeah. we can definitely do more. Yeah. I think you're right. For sure. And the whole thing, now you're trying to tell me that Shannon Sharp has not helped his children financially. It might have been with the vehicle. Spotty, or, yes, yes. So, I, I mean, you're, he's multimillionaire. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not. But I thought it was interesting that even someone with that type of coin, which we assume he has a lot of money, has is even like, you know. Of course he does. I'm not, my kids are not going to get. Because your not kids your are going to also, but Marcus, your kids are going to also benefit from your connections. True. And That's true. I mean, well, let's not even talk about jobs. I mean, facts. Well, let's not even talk about Warren Buffett. He talking about he ain't gonna get his kids nut. He a billionaire, so I'm just trying to do like the rich well, do. Ain't so. that what they say? Do like <laughs> you crazy? <laughs> nah, but uh, okay. So I think that we've actually gone through all is eleven. That all of them. Oh wow. Have we climbed beyond the middle class? I look. I think we got maybe nine of eleven. Wow. Maybe. You think so? Maybe I mean clearly this is an opinion piece, uh, I so guess it's we not. Can't, we didn't. We didn't. Came up, huh? We didn't got it out the mud, as they say, huh, Sean? <laughs> we trying to get it out the mud. We trying. You know, this is good. This this is a. Uh, it's a good gauge. I know, like you said, it's very speculative, but it's a pretty good gauge to kind of like, all right, maybe I got five. I thought we got maybe five or six of the eleven. Marcus, I thought we had most of them. Okay, okay. So this is this is interesting, and it's a good gauge to just see where you are. I went on this rant uh, maybe a year ago about like when heading into the recession, which clearly looks like we're either coming out of or it's just looking a lot brighter. But Whoa, heading into all the layoffs going a lot on? of layoffs coming. Yeah, I, I don't know, y'all. I, I can't call it. No more. <laughs> but going into the recession, the goal should be to try to get on the other side of the middle class line because. It's safer over there. That was kind of my my theory, and I forget what statistic I was using, but it's good to just try to get as high as you can because when you come bad times, naturally you you may experience a bump down mm-hmm. through a loss of a job or just inflation in general. And so, you know, the goal should be, man, let's climb up this th- this hill as high as we can get it because middle class is too close to lower middle or poverty for me. I'm trying to get to the upper class so that the middle class is the border, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> between me and poor. So it's interesting. It's very interesting. It is. Well, Sha, I wanted to talk about this interesting article and get oh, your thoughts no. on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as many of you know, <laughs> we're from Northern California. We're from Sacramento. And I'm not ashamed to say it anymore, Shire. I'm from Sacktown, baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the nine one six. Yeah, the Kings and Cat Williams then put us on the and map. And put us on the map, man, you know. And so we've always had this interesting relationship with Oakland. I I've talked about it. Oakland has its own lingo, its own culture, style, its own style. I mean, we couldn't be more different, but yet be so close to a town. Yeah. <laughs> as we are. And 
in and out Burger, y'all. World-renowned food chain out here in, in, the, in the West Coast. <laughs> Very popular in the West Coast, y'all. Mm-hmm. in and out Burger recently announced it will close its location in Oakland, claiming rising crime is making it unsafe for customers and employees. Wow. Uh, the restaurant is profitable, of course. It's in and out Burger. But there was concern for safety uh, for the customers and employees. Now, go ahead. Read the next sentence. It says it cited car break-ins, robberies, and other crimes as reasons for its closure. So you can't even go get a burger. Can't get a burger. Shire, Oakland is iconic in so many ways. Like, much like Detroit. When you hear Oakland, Detroit, Baltimore, it's notorious, but it's iconic all at at the same time. You know what I'm saying? From the music to the culture, to the sports, to all of that, the history. But it's really sad what's going down with Oaktown, man. Like, you can't park your car there, (laughs) y'all. Me and Shire, we're there. And we parked our car downtown. We were eating at a restaurant with friends. And come back to the car, car broken into. I don't even know if the car was broken into. It was broad daylight. Our our window was completely uh, busted out. And I'm walking past the person in front behind us. Their window. And I'm like, oh, man, somebody got the person behind us. Man, that sucks for them. It was them. like. Walk up to mine. They didn't got us, too. Yeah. Just but like just busting windows. Busting windows. Broad daylight, y'all. Downtown. Well, but why do you do that to me? Like, <laughs> it's just unfortunate. The Warriors, within span of two years, the Golden State Warriors have moved to San Francisco. The Oakland Raiders have moved to Las Vegas, and the Oakland A's have announced they're moving to Vegas as well. You know, we talk about Silicon Valley and the Bay Area and how much that boom was from, like, 08 to, like, 2016. I mean, it was just lit. A piece, a blade of grass in the Bay Area will run you about 100000 Up, Marcus. Like, and to see... How the poverty had just like eaten up the city is it, 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 because of how expensive it's, it is. People turn to crime. People turn to just like, man, I'm just out here trying to survive, man. You know, and it's just really unfortunate. What do you think, Shire? What are your thoughts on the Bay Area and Oakland specifically shutting down the In-N-Out Burger? That's a staple in any city in California. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's really sad yeah. because when a place like In and Out Burger closes, obviously it's taking you know jobs are going with it. Yes. Some people work there and were probably you know depending on that for their livelihood. Mm-hmm. And now not only was the place you were employed at unsafe for you because yeah. of robberies and other crimes, um, and you still showed up. Yeah. Man, despite that despite that now it's closing wow well and i you know so i don't something needs to be done like i yeah. don't know that i'm going to go back to oakland i yeah i love that restaurant we went to it was yeah. great it was definitely a vibe but just to go there to visit to, to get a meal mm-hmm. for maybe two three hours and to have my window busted out mm. i i don't know you know what I like to look at it like, Shire, don't do, and out of positive view. Maybe this is a 
detoxing of the area or a, a what? recycling of the area. What's right? that mean? To where it got to get bad before it gets better type vibes. Like when everybody pulls out of the city and they can't even have an in and out freaking burger, maybe somebody be like, y'all, we got to make a change, y'all. We got to do something. We got to. And then maybe it'll be able to be revitalized and, you know, reimagined. Because, like I said, Oakland is just an iconic place. Well, you what know? what what will get us there? Might have to get worse before it gets better. Unfortunately, I, I, I mean, what town got worse before it got better? I can't even. I mean, what would be the what would be the catalyst to turn that around? I don't. I don't even know. I don't know. You I know, don't the know. the crime is just it's bad. Like I literally just googled like. What is going yeah. on in Oakland? You see the smash and grab videos on TikTok going viral and people just, it's just like, man. Yeah. But what happens is it just became almost impossible to live there. It came too expensive to live there, you know? And it's not even like, what I say about the whole Silicon Valley movement, Shire, is only thing that happened was you living in a place, there's nothing special about the place. It's not worth a whole bunch. But this industry that brings that is so important to the world decides to just set up shop next to you. Mm-hmm. And this industry is so powerful and it brings in so many, so much, so many dollars, so many eyeballs that your property value just like started to get expensive. You like, we ain't even did nothing, which is good in a sense, but it began to price people out of the area via property tax rising, via all these, uh, you know, cost of living going up. And you're like, I can't even live here no more simply because this entire industry is so massive and it's down the street from me. And so people just didn't know they ain't got nothing else to do, you know? And so now Silicon Valley is not even what it was. People are moving to Austin, Texas to do their tech stuff. And Charlotte is bigger in the tech sector now. And now we just got ruins left. You know, I grew up, of course, you know, single parent household Mm -hmm. and there were um, tough times financially, but never (laughs) did the thought of becoming a criminal or someone who's violent ever cross my mind, you know, or anyone's mind for that for that matter. So I know that it it is a difficult place um, to live Um, financially. it, Mm -hmm. It is hard. Um, for a lot of people, and a lot of people have moved to Sacramento. Yep. They've moved to other places. Everybody in I know the, from, in the from state, Oklahoma. but I don't think that's the the only uh, reason. Yeah. Why, you know, there's crimes, and there's there's actually a lot of violent crimes mm-hmm. um, in in Oakland as well. So I don't think that's the only reason why, but I I definitely think that it's um, a factor. Yeah. Yeah. But I I would really, of course love to see that city turn around and yeah, i don't man. know what it would take and i'm looking at this article on cnn they're talking about like um I mean, the naacp's a... response and yeah how they're calling on um city officials to do more do they um, have a doggone city official like do they have a mayor like my, of course they have a it mayor it don't seem like it just seems like anarchy it's... like i am gonna front anytime i pulled the and it's got it's just so much history and so much lore 
to that city that is just unfortunate. And I'm I'm hoping for the best. And quiet as it's kept, it's starting to whatever that is is creeping its way to San Francisco as well. San Francisco's starting to look a mess too. I'm yeah, just gonna be honest with you. Yeah, so. we we definitely need need a change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and this area and it's really like we were talk we're talking about in and out burger how businesses are, can't even keep their doors open mm-hmm. well they can but they said it was profitable but it's at risk of car break-ins robberies and other crimes yeah. for its closure that's really that's really sad Unfortunate. man prayers to the oak town and the people of oakland man hopefully there'll be a change that's gonna come here soon but We're going to be over here up the road if you need us, Sacramento. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, do us a massive favor. And some of you are already doing. So I want to thank you. And I'm going to put Shower on the spot here in one second, y'all. But thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Shire, we have a gift. And while I got you on the spot... When are we going to give it to the people and how are we going to give it to them? <laughs> um, or are we going to talk about that off mic? We'll talk about it off mic, but okay. we're, get, we're getting something ready. Yes, we got something for y'all. So this is not the time to, 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 to not tune in. Right? This is the time to lock in and stay tuned to Black Mary Debt Free because we got some dope stuff coming. The interest rates are coming down, y'all. The Fed dropped the interest. It's getting a little bit more, um, you know, the market is heating up. We know y'all been wanting to get into this real estate game and we're going to be the ones to help you do it. So stay tuned till next time we out. Peace. Bye.